What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Laura Del Beccaro, who is the co-founder of Sora. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you so much. It's going pretty well. How about yourself? It is going really well. And I'm, you know, it's better now that I get to learn more about what you're working on with Sora. For people that don't know what that is or haven't heard of it before, can you kind of share what, what it is, what Sora is? For sure. So our core platform is really connecting your best in class HR tools, making sure they talk to each other and giving you a bird's eye view of your employee data. And then on top of that synced data, we help you automate as much of the tedious and administrative HR processes as possible, um, especially as HR teams have transitioned into super strategic people operations teams. There has been um, a ton of new initiatives that they need to work on, but none of that old administrative work actually went away. So our mission is to automate as much of that as possible. Cool. So I am would love to hear kind of when you work with companies, um, what is the type of I guess like person that would use this? Is it like like would it be like a CEO or like an HR manager? And then I would just kind of like walk walk through um, kind of the user experience of if I was to you know try it myself, right? Like what would be some of the jobs that are being done for me versus me doing it myself if I wasn't on Sora? Very good question. So it's generally the entire people team or HR team, um, everyone from the top to the bottom, and we're often helping with tedious things as simple as sending communications out to new hires or to departing employees or to people about to go on leaves of absence, like parental leave. Um, and the user experience is essentially, you sign up for Sora, you can kind of drag and drop any things you'd like to automate. So they can be emails, they can be data collection, they can be telling someone to do something with a task assignment. Um, and you can schedule those on and around very important dates. You know, very obvious ones are start date and offboarding date. Um, and automate as much of those processes as possible. Yeah, that's obviously extremely useful. I mean, this is one of the most like core parts of what a company does, like people, like management and like, you know, that kind of software. Why did you decide to get started with, with Sora? I mean, it was such an important, like, you know, market and important problem. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about the origin story for, for the company. Yeah. Um, so it started because my partner actually switched from a customer facing role at his company to a people ops role. 
and he became in charge of employee onboarding and was really, really excited about making it a, an extremely special experience. He really wanted to you know, implement some diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. He had this whole idea to revamp product training and he had a whole curriculum he wanted to build. And he got to zero of those initiatives because there was so much administrative overhead. Um, so I helped him write this kind of hacky script that sat behind a Google sheet and just automated some of the work um, in emailing eight different teams and working in the five different systems that needed to be populated manually um, and scheduling some calendar invites for the new hire's first few days, et cetera, and ended up saving him a ton of time. And I was actually working at a VC at the time as an engineer and asked them to introduce me to other people teams thinking there's no way that everybody's doing this stuff manually better um, but found that the vast majority of teams I talked to I talked to almost 60 HR teams and all of them had this crazy complicated Google sheet or they had this big Asana task list that they would duplicate for every single new hire um, so we actually set out to automate onboarding and then quickly realized a couple things one Onboarding is a particularly consistent, tedious workflow, but there's a bunch of other quote-unquote workflows that are reactive. So every time somebody leaves, like I mentioned, the leaves of absence, performance management, all these kinds of things all require tedious management from HR. And so we expanded beyond onboarding into these other workflows. And then the second big thing we realized is that um, data connections are particularly important in onboarding because it's when an employee is first being entered into any number of systems, but it continues to be an issue to keep all of your systems up to date. And so that's how we got to our core data sync platform. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing all of that. that, that that's helpful and cool to know. Um, one of the things that, that's interesting about this podcast for me is that, like, you know, a lot of companies come on and like grow, 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 but like the origin story will always maintain, you know, what it is because it's the origin mm -hmm. story. So, right. on the day to day basis, um, you know, you're you're running this company. I'd love to kind of hear how you divvy up your time, and if you're able to explain, like, what's an average day in the life of of you know someone running Sora I mean the co-founder and CEO of this company like kind of what do you spend your time on very good question um I'd say about a quarter of my day at least is in making sure there's internal alignment on any number of things so the product roadmap is kind of constantly shifting we're getting a lot of feedback from sales calls a lot of feedback from existing company uh, customers and we're shifting in priorities all the time. And that can be very overwhelming for design and engineering and the go-to-market team that's requesting these things. And so I spend a lot of time just sort of organizing our product roadmap, making sure everybody understands why we've prioritized this, why we're rushing this feature, et cetera. And a lot of times that involves internal meetings, other times just internal communications, other times just kind of working in our project management software and ranking the things we're gonna do. Um, another piece is culture work, particularly because our mission 
entirely revolves around employee experience, it's really, really important to me that we walk the walk and have a great culture. And so some things that don't normally get implemented until you're 50 or so employees, we implemented even when we were five employees. So we have full performance management process. We have engagement surveys. Um, we try to have a bunch of virtual happy hours and other culture building activities. And so I, I spend a lot of time planning and executing those types of things. And then the third quarter, I would say, is investor management. So sometimes that's talking to existing investors, thinking about how they can help us and, and propel us forward. A lot of times that's talking to potential new investors and just starting to build relationships. You know, founders are sort of always fundraising in that way. And then the last quarter, I would say, is just kind of helping as much as I can, block unblocking on a, uh, unblocking other teams. So if a sales deal would help greatly by having a founder on the call, I can join that. Um, I can help strategize with a customer problem that's happening um, or help unblock design on something they need to pass by me or anything like that. Um, my goal is to have very few decisions that need to run through me first so that my team can actually just be autonomous and do what they think is best. But when I can help make their jobs easier, that I definitely want to set aside a decent amount of my time to, to allow that to happen. So you're, you're kind of managing a lot and uh, you're probably learning a lot on the go as you know, anyone learns as they're running a growing company. What mm -hmm. have been out of the things that you're spending your time on? Like what are some things that you've had to learn to do or things that you're learning today, whether it's investor management, resource management, or just like being there to support your team. Um, what are some things that you've learned as you've kind of you scaled up with, with, uh, with your company, Sora? That's a very good question. Um, I think I say that after all your questions because they're all good questions. Um, hey, I, I, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what have I had to learn? I think the importance of communication, I always knew, and I've seen it done really well. I've seen it done really poorly, and I knew it was important to get right. But the amount of communication that needs to happen continues to surprise me. And so a lot of that alignment time I had to learn the hard way was necessary even when we were all in one office, we've actually now decided that post COVID we're gonna be a fully distributed company. But even when we were in one office, seeing each other all the time, it was so easy to get out of sync, even amongst five people, when so many different things are happening at lightning speed, essentially. And so that was definitely a big learning for me. And I think the other big thing is trust in employees. And I always really knew this, um, but the companies I've seen work best have trust with everyone in the organization. And that's also why it's one of my goals to not have any decisions blocked by me. Um, and I knew that I wanted to run my company this way but learning 
how to trust as a first time manager is totally an interesting journey. And I've come a really long way and I'm really excited about that. It definitely up levels everyone involved in the organization. I feel like doing a startup or a company is a masterclass in like, you know, personal development. Like you're forced, Mm -hmm. you're forced to, you know, level up and your blind spots become company blind spots. Right. So it's like, it's like you want to, you know, develop as a person, start a company, not necessarily, but it definitely does develop you as you, as you, as you grow. Yeah. I think introspection is probably one of the most important skills to have. What, and if you kind of did the opposite of introspection and you looked outward and outward into the future uh, for Sora, I would love to hear kind of what you think potentially, you know, this could be in the next five to 10 years, or I guess in other words, what's the big vision uh, for what you're working on and kind of what direction are you rowing in? So we want to be at the center of what we think will be a number of best-in-class HR tools that continue to pop up. So, you know, on the one hand, you have Workday, which a lot of tech companies and other companies use. It's an all-in-one system, and usually people move to Workday because they're getting really big. They can't use their 7 or 10 or 20 systems anymore, so they need something all-in-one. And I think Workday is an awesome product, and they have done an impressive amount but it's really hard to do 300 features and do them well. And so often Workday customers bought it because it's all in one, but they still end up with five, 10, 20 other systems on top of Workday that often don't speak to each other. And we think that this sort of unbundling of HR, HR tools is going to continue to happen as people operations teams demand more in each function. Um, So you have Lattice for performance management and culture amp for engagement and ADP for payroll. And it's really hard to do any of those things well, but the companies specializing um, are specializing because they're very good at it. So we want to enable that unbundling and be the glue between all of those systems so you can keep all of them without the pain points associated. Um, And so we essentially expect to become a source of truth for employee data. If everything runs through Sora and we're making sure that if the finance team updates salary and ADP, we recognize that change and we automatically push it out to Workday and all of your other systems. Um, At some point, Sora becomes a sort of system of record itself and we can help with a lot of work um, being in the middle and kind of filling in gaps between all those tools. So one thing we can do, for example, is automate all of your work and that's what we do right now. Another big thing we we can fill in once we have this bird's eye view of your employee data is helping you answer complex questions that previously lived in siloed tools, um, the data lived in siloed tools. So it's currently very hard to ask yourself if your interview process is predictive of success at your company because that involves interview data from your applicant tracking system and performance data from your performance management system. And we we'll be able to marry that data and give you the answers to those types of questions more easily. Um, For a more complex example, 
you could marry demographic data and compensation data and performance data to see, am I rewarding white employees for performance bumps historically for compensation more than I'm rewarding black employees for per, uh, performance bumps? And so you can answer these really complex questions between all of your tools. And we see ourselves filling that particular niche. And to kind of accomplish the goal and make the vision happen, you'll, you'll obviously need some help, right? Like you'll, 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 of course, need customers, definitely some employees, maybe more investors if you want more investors. But what I can definitely say you'll need is, is help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you looking for more customers, employees, and you know, investors, BD partnerships, anything like that? How can the listeners assist? Yeah. So two big ways come to mind. First is that we're definitely always looking to partner with customers and help as many people as we can. Anyone from small to medium to huge is very good for us to talk to. In the very least, we can get feedback. In the very best, we can partner with them. The second way to help is totally with BD and partnerships. Obviously, our data sync platform requires that we connect to as many HR tools as possible. So if you have an employee data tool that your company uses or you know or you have founded, then I would love to speak with you about a partnership and make sure we can have your customers synced with all of their other HR tools. And then if someone kind of was in that category and wanted to reach out or connect, um, how, how can they do that? Is there, a, you know, do you have a website URL? Can they find you on Twitter, an email address? How can someone get in touch? Yeah. Info at Sora.co is the best way. So info at Sora.co. Um, all kinds of requests we sort of filter through there and you should get a response in no time. All right. Well, I appreciate you sh sharing what you're working on with Sora and I wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Super nice to meet you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors.
investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.